Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for Off the Red Carpet. Today's subject, the legendary Burt Reynolds. Burt doesn't do a lot of interviews, so when I had the opportunity to talk to him about his new movie, The Last Movie Star, I jumped. Here's a guy with such a rich history of film. Deliverance, Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Boogie Nights, and that's just to name a few. On TV, he's done several series. I think I was introduced to Burt on TV's Dan August when I was just a little boy. Now he's probably best known for television for the long-running sitcom Evening Shade. But movies is where he really made his mark. And charm? Okay, the guy gets extra credit points for sure. The last movie star was written just for Burt by writer-director Adam Rifkin. And in what I think was done so smartly... The character Burt plays, a former box office superstar who has seen better days, interacts with characters he's actually played in movies. It's really fun to see the work Burt once did, and at 82, is still doing today. Here's part of our interview. I love the use of your past in this movie. I don't know how many references there are to your to your past films and your past work, but I loved it. And it made me smile every time I saw one of those scenes. Thank you. I, I have the same thing. <laughs> I, some of them I look at and get a little teary-eyed. You know, I mean, there was uh, great friendships made. You know, you know how it is in this business. You make a movie, you think you're going to be friends for life, and you don't see them again. But with, there are people in our newsroom that Smokey and the Bandit is like the film of their their life, that they when they heard you were here. And then for somebody else that was older, it was Deliverance. For somebody else, it was Best Little Whorehouse in Texas because it was a musical. You know, there are all these things that you have done that every day people must come up to you to say, I loved you in blank, Evening Shade, Gunsmoke, whatever, right? Well, it's interesting about some of those films because it, when I when I go down south, you know, People drive up to a red light, and they look over, and they go, you got a mighty pretty mouth. <laughs> and I don't want to talk to them at all. I can understand that. For five years running, you were it at the box office. Everything you did turned to gold. And I think that that never tarnishes, does it? Because I've seen the love that you have just from our newsroom, and I imagine that it is like that wherever you go. Are you comfortable with that? Well, I thank you for saying that. I, I don't know if it's quite like that, but it is like that in some places, and I'm very grateful. I've been re really lucky, you know. I talked to Mr. Eastwood last night, and, and he said, you still got him fooled, pal. <laughs> I said, so have you. <laughs> the, this film takes us into this film festival world, and it is so much fun as you get there and discover that it's just kind of a mess of a festival with diehard fans. But those diehard fans are really the ones that you want throughout a career because they are with you every step of the way. That's right? absolutely true. That's absolutely true. I wish I could, I could throw a party for them, but it, it sometimes... I can't afford it. <laughs> and maybe they'll get together and they'll throw one for me. Well, they do in this, uh, this um, film. I think Adam Rifkin wrote a love letter to you in, in a lot of ways. He, he did a wonderful job with this film. I'm very grateful to Adam for the film and for wanting me to be in it. And 
everything. I've been interviewing Adam Rifkin for most of his movies over the past many, many years. Long ago, I just recognized a certain love he has for his projects, no matter what they are. But for this movie, I saw an extra spark in Adam. I believe that The Last Movie Star will go down in his memory bank as a great experience. Now I want to get back to the idea he had of incorporating Burt's old movies into this new movie. That often does not come cheap. How many references are there to his past? We licensed a lot of clips from a lot of old movies and TV shows that Burt was in, but you'd think it would be super expensive, but everybody is a Burt fan. So they all gave us phenomenal deals because they knew we were making this movie. It's an independent movie. They knew we didn't have a lot of money, but they wanted to do it to support Burt. And the same with the whole supporting cast. Chevy Chase is in this movie because he's a huge Burt Reynolds fan, had never met him, wanted to meet him, wanted to work with him. Everybody felt the same way. Burt Reynolds has been my hero since I was a little kid. He's always been my idol. And I figured, you know, obviously when I was growing up, he was the biggest movie star in the world. But just because he's not at the top of the box office today, that doesn't mean that people don't still love him. When, whenever we're out with Burt, people go insane when they see that it's him. <laughs> I mean, insane. We've all been around famous people, and we all see how people react, and it's always kind of fun. But when they see that it's Burt Reynolds, they lose their minds. And I, listen, as a fan of Burt, I wanted to give something back to him for all the years of enjoyment he had given me over all the years. So that's why I felt compelled to write this script. I didn't know him when I wrote it, but I just said, I'm going to write a script. I'm going to write a character that I hope he is uh, excited to play, a, a character he can dig his teeth into. And we submitted the script to him. And I said to his manager, please tell Bert, if he doesn't want to make this movie, I'm not making it. it, it I, I wrote it for Bert and Bert alone. And I meant it. Uh, because nobody else could play this part. And the next day, I get a call from Burt Reynolds. And I recognized his voice immediately, and I was so starstruck. And he said to me, um, this role hits very close to home, and it's going to cause me to have to dig deep and reflect on some things that might be tough. But he said, I have to do it. And it was the greatest day of my life. Wow. Adam would love to work with Bert again, but Bert hopes to be a very busy man. He has one movie right now in pre-production, another in post-production, but ask him about working hard into his 80s, and you get a wisecrack. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, I think I'm at the age where they say, get him quick. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing about being your age? Oh, I... I I think you see things a little clearer, you know. Maybe that's not good. Some of the things you see, you say, oh, I, didn't, I wish I'd have known that then. But uh, it, it's, it's good to, just listen, it's good to be here and be with you and be alive. You're working with a lot of people who I'm sure were your fans, and it's a young group of people that you're surrounded by. Did you enjoy the experience of being around so much energy? Yes, I loved it. I, I loved it. Most of all, I loved that they were alive enough, to, long enough to see a couple films I did that were good. <laughs> and, uh, and a couple I wish they hadn't been alive at the time. But you, you know, you, you, you got, when you do as much as I have, you, you're gonna have some, you know, thumpers in there. Have you figured out your secret? Because you have, if you look at your list of credits, you have done a pretty remarkable job of picking things that people want to see. Well, I, 
I've been very lucky. I, that's first of all, you got to have a lot of luck. You have to have a good director and you have to have a great script, of course. And then a real beautiful lady, lady doesn't hurt. <laughs> you uh, have fun with your leading ladies in dialogue in this film. You have laugh out loud moments where you deliver a line like when you were studying with a particular coach and you have a line that goes after that. It elicits laughter. Is, do you get a bigger kick out of those dramatic elements or when you can just make someone laugh? I always think it's better if you can make somebody laugh, but it, it's, it's kind of sad when you make them laugh in a dramatic moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let them act, and sometimes people forget movie star versus actor, and you didn't. Well, that's something that was important to me. When, when, when Burt Reynolds was the biggest movie star in the world, I felt he didn't get his due sometimes as an actor, but he's a brilliant actor. But a lot of those movies that he did, those comedies or action films, people didn't take his, his performances as seriously. Uh, but you look at movies like Deliverance, The Longest Yard, Starting Over, his performances are brilliant. He's a fantastic actor. So I wanted to create a character for him that would remind people that Burt Reynolds is not only still just as charming and just as fun, but is a fantastic actor. And his performance in the movie is beautiful. He shows himself to be vulnerable, it's brave. I think it's going to blow people's minds. Bert's got such a good nature. When he came to the station, people came out of nowhere to meet him, shake his hand, take a picture, get an autograph. He was nice to everyone, and he actually spent time having conversations with several of my coworkers. Now, I mentioned his charm earlier, and a good friend of mine, Gary Damsker, worked on the original Hollywood Squares with Peter Marshall. He told me once how Johnny Carson was watching in the wings as Burt did that game show, so impressed by the actor's ability to get an audience to love him that he had to have him on The Tonight Show. And he did, again and again. I, I, I love Johnny. and uh, I don't, they, they say this doesn't happen with him, but the first night I was on, the first time I went to a commercial, he said, you want to do the show tomorrow night? I said, yeah, are you sick? And he, and he said, no, I want you back. And I came back the next night and I had this, uh, I guess I had the record for guesting on that show. I think when people hear your name, it often goes with a smile. You uh, brought entertainment so. into our homes for, or into theaters for so many years. You are generational. So parents watch with their kids some of your work, something like Smoking the Bandit, which has some language, but probably would be PG-13 today, maybe. I'm not sure. but I, I think it is, yeah. So I think that you, you are one of those rare people in show business who have the ability to kind of cross all demographics. It doesn't happen very often. I, I, don't, uh, I don't say four-letter words. And, some other people sometimes do in films. I say things like bullbarsh, you know, stuff like that, but I don't, I don't say the actual words. Now that you've done The Last Movie Star and you're talking about it, do you, are you looking at scripts right now, reading more, or do you take a break? No, I'm looking. I'm looking. You know, I, I want to get in as many as I can, and you never know how they're going to turn out, even, even if you read something good. 
you have something in a can that you think is really good work, but you don't know what's going to happen when it's released. Uh, the public is wonderful. They've been very loyal to me, but you never know. It's a fickle world, too. There are people who don't like their jobs and the day they turn 65 retire. Mm -hmm. And then there are people who love their jobs and they will do it until their last days. And I feel like you're one of those people who will never stop loving what you do. Well, if they say cut, I'll say, can I have one more? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Burt Reynolds and Adam Rifkin. The Last Movie Star is now in theaters in Los Angeles and in New York, and it's streaming on all platforms, including DirecTV. Thanks so much for joining us for Off the Red Carpet. Until next time, that's a wrap.